Good morning, everybody. What? The prohibition is to avoid not, not helping him. Good morning, everybody. Today we have a, a confluence of a few things, and I'm going to try to put them all together in one umbrella. We have the birthday of Rebbe Tzachana, the Rebbe's mother. We also have a seum of Rambam, which we're going to do now, which is the uh, completion of the book of Nezikin, Laws of Damages. And we have, uh, of course, this week, today's Pasha. <coughs> so let's go backwards. If we talk in terms of today's Pasha, Okay, got it. If we talk in terms of today's part, today's Torah reading, so we have the conversation, we started off the Torah portion with the conversation between Hashem and Moshe, where Hashem says to Moshe, you're going to see, I'm going to take them out, the four expressions of Be'ula, corresponding to the four cups of wine that we drink at the Seder, etc., etc., all the things that Hashem promises us. And then, in yesterday's Torah reading, we digressed, so to speak, to go through the lineage of the tribe of Ruvain, the tribe of Shimon, the tribe of Levi, until we get to Moshe and Aaron, so that we know who is this Moshe and Aaron, reminding us who this Moshe and Aaron are that are going before Paro. In today's Torah reading, and Rashi points it out this way, we open up with that... Moshe and Aaron, we repeat basically, we recap the conversations that have taken place so far. That Hashem says to Moshe, go to Paro. Moshe says, I have a speech impediment. I'm not the guy to do this. And Hashem says, take your brother Aaron with you. <coughs> and Rashi says that since we had digressed by going into the lineage of the first three tribes, the 12 tribes, so, the Torah is, so to speak, catching us up again. <clears throat> but the bigger question is, really, the Torah has to catch us up? We know that the Torah doesn't have even one letter extra in it. Not even one extra letter. So now you added a whole bunch of verses just to remind you where we were holding in the story. I mean, it's such a riveting story if you were reading, if you were following along in the story, you remember where we were holding. You don't need the Torah to catch you back up on what's going on in the story. So why really is it that we have the repetition of these verses where Moshe interacts with Hashem, and Hashem says to Moshe, go to Paro. Moshe says, and Hashem says, take Aaron with you. So to answer that question, I would like to, for a moment, go into today's Rambam and read the last halacha, which that's the way you make a siyam, we'll read the last halacha of uh, today's cl- uh, lesson in Rambam and also the last halacha of the book of Nezikin. And the Rambam says as follows, because in the halacha before, the Rambam said that if you're if if you come face to face with somebody that you hate and somebody that's your friend and the one who you hate and they both have collapsed donkeys, who should you help first? So the, so so he says 
if one is a sinner, one is an ayyav, one is somebody you hate, somebody you love, mitzvah you should first help the one that you hate. Why? In order to subjugate your own Yetzirah. Because your own Yetzirah would want to gravitate to the guy that you love first. He said, what do you mean? One or the other, why shouldn't I help him first? So, so the Rambam says you should go and help the guy that you hate first. Now, let's talk about hate, says the Rambam. When the Torah says someone whom you hate, we're not talking about someone who's a non-Jew that you're hating. And this is a Jew that you're hating. So the Rambam asks the obvious rhetorical question, how could one Jew hate another Jew? Right, see? Impossible. The verse says very clearly, explicitly, you're not allowed to hate your brother. In your heart. You can't hate anybody. So how is it possible this is a Jew that you hate? Amr HaKhamam, as our sages said, Kegoin, it would be an example of this, He saw this person alone doing a, a sin. And he warned him, don't do this. And he didn't stop from doing the sin. So we have, so the Torah says that a mitzvah of Sanai, you have an obligation to hate this person, not she has a tshuva, until he'll do tshuva and return from his wicked ways. And even though, so to speak, the Torah commands you to hate this person because he hasn't done tshuva yet, so even though he has not yet done tshuva, if you find him overwhelmed by the load that's on his back, mitzvah litain velifrik ima, still a mitzvah. I might hate you, but I still have to help you. I might hate the dark side of you, but it's an absolute mitzvah. Not only that, as we said in the previous halacha, you have to help him first. To unload his load and to help him back with it. Don't leave him on the, on the verge of death. Maybe the guy is going to be so not willing to lose his own money in the load and he's going to wind up putting his life in danger. Make sure you help him. The Torah is very, very particular and seeks to protect all Jewish souls. Bein Rishayim, Bein Tzadikim, says the Rambam. Whether they're not as positive as they need to be, or if they're righteous, it makes no difference. A Jew is a Jew is a Jew, and the Torah seeks to protect him. Because ultimately they're all connected to Hashem. And ultimately every single Jew believes in the fundamentals of our faith. Shanem, like the Pasuk says, Emer Aleyhem say to them, Hashem Alekim. And we say this in our Davening Rosh Hashem Kippur, I am alive, says the Lord your God, do you think I want the wicked to pass away? I want him to do tshuva and live a long life. And that complete cycle, as it's 
יוצר שמיעת נפש, בסייעתא דשמיא, נגמר ספר החדש הוא ספר נזיקין. So what is the Rambam really telling us here? And how does this apply back to our question on the parsha? When Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Ani aral svasayim," let's think about that for a second. Moshe Rabbeinu was aral svasayim. He he couldn't speak in front of Paro. He grew up in Pharaoh's palace. So even if he did have a speech impediment, by now Pharaoh knew how to understand him. They'd been communicating for years, throughout his entire youth. Youth. All of a sudden, Paro doesn't know how to speak to him. When Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Ani aral svasayim," what he's saying is this. There's a fascinating relationship between Moshe and Aaron. The Zohar calls them Shushvina de Malka and Shushvina de Matranisa. Moshe is considered the entourage of the king. Aaron is considered the entourage of the queen. The king being Hashem, the queen being the Jewish people. And that's the interconnection between, and that intersectionality, to use the modern vernacular, is where Moshe and Aaron meet. So Moshe says to Hashem, I am Shushvina de Malka. I know I'm their leader. I know I'm totally devoted to them. And I know that in order, but that in order to truly be their leader, I need to be somewhat aloof. I need to be the tzaddik. I need to be above them. Because of that, because that's who I am, I am Aras Fasayim. It's possible that I can't relate to every single person. I'm, I'm the, so it's a catch-22 for Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm stuck in a catch-22. From one side, I'm the devoted shepherd that's totally connected to every single Jew. But from the other side, in order to be their leader, in order to be the quintessential leader, this is a certain part of me that has to be aloof. That has to be above them. And as a result... It creates a blockage and a gap between my ability to communicate with every single Jew because I'm too far above them. And that's Moshe's argument, please bring in Aaron. And that's the, to use again the philosophy, the yin and yang of Moshe and Aaron that creates the perfect blend and fusion of leadership for the Jewish people. Aaron becomes Shoshina de Matanisa. He becomes the absolute person who interacts every single day with every single Jew, with every single one of their problems. While Moshe brings the light down from above. Aaron brings the light from above to, from below to above. Huh? And that's why Moshe talks and hears it from Hashem. But Aaron is the interpreter who actually makes the presentation that people are able to hear. And so what we're watching here in progress is the, the culmination of hating, so to speak, the evil that exists within somebody, while at the same time loving that Jew with all your heart and soul, with a complete and total devotion and, and a complete and total uh, willingness to give up your life for every single other Jew. And that's what's called, that's what's demanded from us today. That's our takeaway today. Today, every one of us needs to be both Moshe and Aaron. Every one of us needs to be, as the Rambam says, recognize a person's flaws. Don't whitewash people's flaws. No, 
people are flawed. And, they, and they're not perfect. And they're not exactly where they should be in the Torah mitzvahs. But, but while not whitewashing it, make sure you're completely devoted to their well-being. Make sure you're totally loving. Make sure you're totally devoted. Make sure you say to that person, you might not be someone who keeps Shabbos, but you still need to put on tefillin. You might not be somebody who keeps kosher, but you need a mezuzah on your door. I went to put a mezuzah on somebody's doors last week, and I had a bunch of mezuzahs with me. And he said, just put one on this door, on the this door. I said, no, I want to put it on your bedroom. You should put one on your bedroom as well. Not just an exterior, you put one on your bedroom. He looks at me with like a half smile, and he goes, Rabbi, I don't think there should be a mezuzah in my bedroom. And I didn't ask any more questions. I didn't ask any more questions. And single guy, I'm not going to ask any questions. He said, ah, I don't think we should put him in the of my bedroom. I just left it at that. No, no. So here's a guy who has the... In other words, obviously what's going on, what might be going on is that there's a possibility that what's going on in his bedroom might not be congruent to Torah and mitzvahs. So here's a guy who behaves in a certain way but has the respect, he says, I don't want a mezuzah there on the door if I'm going to. That's the perfect. Recognize the flaws and at the same time love every single Jew. Make sure you love and your devotion to every Jew is perfect. That's it for today. L'chaim, everybody. <laughs>